Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're looking for the best bank in Georgia, I'll go you one step further. Even the best bank in the United States, it's right here, Renaissance Bank. And they were voted both both best bank in Georgia and in the United States by Forbes magazine. So if you're looking for a better banking experience for your business, go to renaissancebank.com and find their local office and give them a call. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Shauna Woods. Shauna is a managing partner with the Atlanta Divorce Law Group. Shauna, welcome. Thank you, John. It's glad to be here. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you and the Atlanta Divorce Law Group. How are you serving folks out there? Absolutely. Well, like you said, my name is Shauna Woods and the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, well, the name says a little bit about what we do. I think so. Yeah, but we're a family law firm and mm-hmm. so we do more than just divorce cases. So we handle all of the family law needs, including modifications, uh, custody, support, all of those things that come when families are not necessarily having a crisis, but they're having some needs Mm -hmm. that are going to be resolved either through negotiation or ultimately in court. You know, there's one thing let's, let's um, maybe address right at the beginning uh, because sometimes it's an afterthought, but there are a lot of cases you work on that don't involve a divorce, right? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with the good ones. Yeah. I, I I am a strong proponent of prenuptial agreements. I'm mm. going to tell you right now, I mm-hmm. think they make for stronger marriages. Mm. I think they make for open conversations that need to be had mm-hmm. about finances and expectations. But we also do adoptions, which mm. is, there's another happy one. Yeah. We're always wow. happy to do both step-parent and um, stranger adoptions. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we handle any kind of cases involving child custody, child support, or Mm -hmm. the modifications after a divorce. Right, right. Gotcha. Let's talk about the firm and maybe the mission and your culture, because I know that's an important aspect of of who the Atlanta Divorce Law Group is. Absolutely. And, you know, I come from a background where I've been practicing family law for 19 years. And it was a really wonderful opportunity for me and the Atlanta Divorce Law Group to get together about two years ago because we have the, about the same kind of mission and philosophy about practicing family law in particular. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about family law, you know, there's a lot of us out there who practice family law. But we at the Atlanta Divorce Law Group specialize and focus on hiring individuals where this is a passion for them because it is a different type of law. We're dealing with people's, not only their emotions, their secrets, their aspirations, their goals for the future. Mm -hmm. And you really want to have that type of individual who's going to take that seriously and have a lot of empathy working towards that. So we focus really on what are the goals of the clients coming in, not just here's a cookie cutter law firm that's going to tell you, 
that's just the way it is. Right. Right. We want to figure out how we can make this the um, best possible experience under really bad circumstances. Well, your tagline is home of the happily after divorce. It is. Right. <laughs> Who thought that was possible, right? You know, it, well, that's the it's kind of the play on the words, right? Yeah, of we, uh, you know, we're, we're grown up on Disney, where it's you know, you get married and it's happily ever after. Nothing ever happens after that. Unfortunately, for a lot of us and um, a, a lot of people out there, it just doesn't work that way. And sometimes you just have to say, "I need to be happy, regardless." And not stay in a marriage that's not making you happy, right? Mm-hmm. And so we are home of the happily ever after divorce. Very proud of that. And soon to be happily ever after divorce podcast. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. Should be launching here at the end of July. Good. Cool. More about that shortly. Um, so you're really taking a holistic approach to your clients talk about the details of what that means. I mean, when a client walks in the door, what will they notice about how they're handled? That's an excellent question. Um, And the holistic approach really is partnering with other people. Because when you come into a family law case, you don't necessarily just need a lawyer. We'll handle that part for you. Mm -hmm. But we are also putting you in contact with people we've partnered with, whether that's a financial advisor to help decide which part of the assets we would like to have for our particular clients. Mm -hmm. It could very well be putting someone in touch with a child therapist or therapy for themselves. It's um, looking at it as a totality, not we're going to resolve this case and then send you off, you know, not knowing how to walk the next steps. A lot of times we have those, these clients who come in and they have a fear factor and we want to address that fear factor up front and first and say, let's talk about what your goals are and what we can do to ameliorate those fears. And I would guess that a, a divorce is a sign of something deeper, uh, that uh, other things in someone's life that needs to be fixed, right? You know, sometimes it is. Yeah. You know, sometimes it is. I think that a lot of our clients, honestly, have done soul searching before they've got to us. Okay. Yeah. And they've 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 thought about what is my role, mm-hmm. right, in the demise of this relationship and taken ownership over it. And mm-hmm. I think it's very important to heal after a divorce, to mm-hmm. take ownership of your part in whatever that demise is. But also taking the um, shame out of saying, all right, I gave it my all, right? but now I need to go ahead and move forward and be happy, mm. right? And, and I think that's one of the things I really want to focus on is everyone does deserve to be happy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's the goal for everyone. Folks, we're chatting with Shauna Woods. Shauna is managing partner with the Atlanta Divorce Law Group. You mentioned at the top of the show that you thought prenups were uh, the the um, ingredient to a successful marriage. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> uh, is 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 the lack of prenups out there one of the reasons why we have so many divorces? I think it's why we have a lot more messy divorces. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So financial infidelity is something we talk about a lot in our social media. And what I mean by financial infidelity is if you're hiding assets or you're hiding spending, you're hiding debt, you're not sharing with your partner, Mm -hmm. right? 
um, the extent of either your wealth or lack thereof. Right. <laughs> that could be either one, right? Either yeah. one. Yeah. That really does lead to a lot of um, dissolution of marriage. Uh-huh. And I think that if you come into a marriage having had very honest and open conversations about what your financial expectations are from each other, it really does lead to a happier marriage. And... I guess it's just really a matter of, of conversations that sometimes people aren't willing to have or maybe aren't trained to have. Maybe that's a better way to say it. I think both, John. Yeah. I think oh, you hit both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it is hard, right? right. You know, how unromantic, I'm told, that we're now going to discuss a prenuptial agreement. Right. Romance is wonderful, and mm-hmm. I think everybody should have some, but relationships that work are also based on trust mm-hmm. and honest discussions. Mm. And those honest discussions really do need to have, and not only that, what kind of expectations do we have about both of us working in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are we agreeing that someone's going to stay home and raise children? Because that's another one that we see a lot of is there was an assumption by one person that they would stay home and there was an assumption by someone else that that person would go back to work when the kids got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And that can create some animosity you know, sure. in, in the marriage. So when you have those discussions beforehand, um, when you're coming at it from a place of love, right? Mm-hmm. I want to get married to this person. I'm still starry in the eyes. It's much easier to have those discussions beforehand than when you're looking at them going, I can't stand to look at you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that, when you go beyond the point of no return. That's yeah, I get that. Um, just let's take a little sidebar here just for a second. I'm interested in you and your, um, journey. Um, why law, why family law for you? Those are excellent questions. <laughs> I a um, little bit about my background. I'm actually the first one in my family ever to go to college, much less law school. So when mm. I was growing up, law school was not anywhere in, in my thought process. Mm-hmm. But when um, I had my daughter very young and I decided, well, her and I are going to conquer this world together. And I went to undergrad and I was very drawn to um, writing the injustices of the world, right? Mm. That's, I think, the, you have these ideas that become a lawyer, you're going to, you know, change all these wrongs. And in family law, you get to on a smaller aspect, right? It's mm-hmm. not worldwide change, but you're changing one family at a time and being able to help people, really help people, mm. is such a blessing to a lot of people who do family law for the reasons that we do family law, right? Is that we really are out there wanting to help the families. One of my um, dear, his very dear friend now, but he started out as a client and I helped him gave him custody. This has been years ago of his young children in a time where we didn't think we were going to get that for a father. Mm. And his kids are now grown. His oldest is about to have his first grandbaby. And we still keep in contact. And it's such a wonderful thing. It's a great feeling. And he'll reach out to me every once in a while. He says, remember, you helped do this. Mm. And that's why family law. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, family law though t- can take a toll, right? I mean, it, it's this is not like uh, doing contracts for a business or something, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. This is, uh, um, I mean, you, you get people at their worst moments sometimes, right? A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn not to take it personally because mm-hmm. they're going to yell at you. They're mm-hmm. going to yell at the wall. They're going to, it is people going through something they never thought they would have to go through. Mm-hmm. And it is difficult, but all the attorneys, you know, in our office and we really do work hard on, all right, it's time to step back. Right. You have to take your vacations. You have to keep fresh. You have to not be able to take on the emotions of your client. That's why, frankly, attorneys who take on the emotions of their clients are doing them a disservice. Say more about that. What do you mean? What I mean about that is emotional people don't always make rational decisions. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked to hear that. (laughs) Breaking news. Um, And you don't, right? Mm -hmm. When you're upset, when you're angry, those decisions are not. So if an attorney, and I've seen many attorneys do this, an attorney will take on those because they're upset and angry for the client, and that's okay. But you have to be able to put that aside and say, rationally speaking, now here's what we should do, Mm -hmm. right? And, Mm -hmm. And give the correct advice to the client instead of feeding in, right, to the emotion, which is one of the reasons I mentioned it earlier that I send clients to therapy all the time mm. to process those emotions <laughs> so that we can deal with the business of getting them divorced. Right. To take the edge off, as it were. Absolutely. Everyone needs to blow off that steam. Right. Right. Um, because sometimes folks have been holding things for a long time, right? And, and, <laughs> And it's natural to to uh, need an outlet, I guess, at a certain point. It is, mm-hmm. and and I honestly, I'll tell you, sometimes I feel like I'm a psychologist, having done this so right. long, but I'm not, and I'm not trained to do that. I have had people come in, and they'll have journals that they've had for 25 years, and they want to tell me all about the honeymoon 25 years later. That's okay. Probably not to me at my hourly rate. <laughs> right. It's, a, it's not a good use of their fis, uh, fiscal resources. Probably right? not good right. use at this point in time. Yeah. But it is a cathartic kind of mm-hmm. thing to do, yeah. right? Let right. me get all of this out. And once they have that out and once they've processed it, it is easier to then say, okay, now let's look at this. Do you want the house? Do we not want the house? How are we going to go about this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talked about emotions and clients, but part of your role, of course, is dealing with the, the attorney on the other side who can also be maybe irrational as well, right? There's a list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, we're happy to have you I'm, share that list with absolutely us. Absolutely right? not naming names. Um, family law in general, there's a pretty tight knit, what we call the bar of family law, right? Mm-hmm. And you get to know the attorneys who are going to pop off or mm-hmm. going to act up or, or that's just their personality, right? And you understand that when you come in and you look at your client and you have to say, okay, they're going to overreact. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to, 
we're we're not going to go there, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you get two people who are yelling at each other, everybody just looks crazy. And you get right. one person who's yelling and the other person saying, okay, but your honor, here's the reality of the situation. Mm. Then we look like the grown up in the room, which we are. Right, right. And the judges know this too, right? Oh, hands down. Yeah, they they know the people that are playing games. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so uh, let's talk about the, we, we talked about your background. Let's talk about just the team Absolutely. in general. You mentioned judges. Um, I'll start with that one. Yeah. So recently we have um, uh, obtained an attorney who came to work for us who is a judge for 20 years. Oh, wow. And that's John Sumner. And talk Mm. about stories. Oh, my goodness. His office is right next to mine. He's an amazing advocate because he's seen it from the bench. Mm -hmm. And he was a juvenile court judge. So he's got this custody background. Amazing. Mm. Absolutely a very talented man and and lovely to hear him advocate. He's Like I said, his office was right next door. It's, It's fantastic. And then we've got my partner, Alan Russell, who... Was born into family law. He, he practiced thirty years of family law in another state before moving to Georgia several years ago. Mm-hmm. His father was in family law before then, so you know, literally, he is the calm in the storm. He's mm-hmm. one of the the very soothing kind of individuals who's not going to let anything ruffle his feathers. We have uh, Stephanie Weil, amazing. She came to us from Florida, mm-hmm. moved to Georgia with her husband. And before going into family law, she was a prosecutor. So she is a spitfire. And, <laughs> and one of her best sayings is, that one's crazier than a sprayed roach. And I was... <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't heard that one before. I like that. I haven't either, but I like it a lot. Yeah. And hearing her yell that from her office every once in a while is uh-huh. at opposing counsel usually. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, Megan, um, Megan Hoxie, who also joined us this past year, was a police officer in really? the sex crimes unit Oh wow! in New Orleans. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. Talk about stories, John. You ever want to just come over and, and shoot the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling wow. you, these stories in our office are amazing. Uh-huh. But all of these diverse backgrounds really do add to what we can provide to the client. Because part of what my job is, when somebody comes in and, and I happen to be the one who's doing the intake, what I look for is... Who's going to fit your particular needs, mm-hmm. right? Do you need my Alan over here who's going to say, let it all out, and he's just, you know, that that calming individual? Mm-hmm. Or do you need the spitfire over here who wants to, you know, prosecute them? Right. <laughs> you know? Step on the sprayed ro- roaches. Step on the sprayed roaches. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and I was going to ask you that. It's like when a client comes, I mean, you, uh, all these great personalities and, and uh, experience different levels of experience, Absolutely. how how you decide where the best fit is. So a lot of what I do is very active listening mm-hmm. when somebody comes in. Now I will direct the conversation. I kind of give them a general overview of this is what the law is in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to what's going on in, in their particular case. And if it's a messy custody case, I'm analyzing, is that a John case, mm-hmm. right? 
if um, we have a really um, high conflict individual on the other side, I'm looking at that as far as which one of the attorneys will be able to handle that in particular with de-escalating the situation, right? Because that's a key part of what we're doing. Right. And I also keep in mind their preferences because a lot of times they've gone on and they've read our bios and <laughs> they 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 have kind of um, an affinity for mm-hmm. one or the other. Right. And so it's a it's a combination of listening to the client deeply and just knowing you know the attorneys, and then also um, each one of the attorneys kind of specializes in a particular area around you know the Metro Atlanta. Right, because judges are very important. You know, they say that um, good attorneys know the law, great attorneys know the judge. Hmm. There you go. There you uh, go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could go into a lot on that uh, for sure. Uh, Shauna, I'm curious about what you think the biggest mistake someone that's seeking a divorce. Um, what's the biggest mistake they make in terms of? Um, the legal aspect of it. There's a couple. And one in particular comes to mind. People always think they want to hide an asset, right? I'm going to hide that cryptocurrency. I'm going to move this $50,000 to my kid's account. No one will see that. This isn't our first rodeo, people. They're going to see it, and then they're going to think you're a liar, and they're going to think that you have a lot more hidden that you probably don't. Right. It's discoverable. I think the biggest thing is people think that they're smarter than everyone else in the world, and they they won't get caught. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big proponent of even if there are bad facts, mm-hmm. you know, in a particular case, you gone out and you spent thirty thousand dollars in Vegas. Own up to it, right? You know, um, it's going to be discoverable. We're going to find out about it anyway. And judges really hate it when you lie to them. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could seriously, I could see how that would be for sure. Yeah. Um, but is it, um, do you think people do this deliberately or are there cases in which they just think, uh, well, that's no big deal? There are both. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely both. I think that really, even if you're contemplating divorce, you don't know if you're there yet. You might not be there for a year or so. And I've had many people do this. Come in and talk to an attorney. Hmm. You know, Get some advice about what it may look like for you post-divorce mm-hmm. and the things not to do. Hmm. Right. Uh, the second thing I think is a big mistake is over-involving the children. Hmm. Right. Uh, yes, your kids are precocious. They probably know them a lot more their age than you did when they were, you know, you were that age. Mm -hmm. That being said, they still, they deserve to be kids, Mm. right? And they deserve a mom and a dad. And they deserve the ability to have two parents that are not telling the kids all about what the other parents doing. Mm. Yeah. So let's, I guess let's talk about how you get to the finish line because, (laughs) uh, you know, I know you probably have a few clients, maybe just a handful that come in ready for war. Right. Um, you know, then they've, uh, lots of talk about how far they want to take things and 
so forth. And I mean, how, how do you talk to a client about, um, let's get this done in the best way possible, you know, without scorching the earth? That's a, again, great question. I'm just thinking, that, so a lot of times what we do is um, have a strategy and budget session with them. Because people are like, oh yeah, I want to, you know, really nail this person and this is what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. I was like, okay, based upon that strategy, here's the budget that goes mm-hmm. along with that. And they look at the budget and they think, well, maybe I don't want to do all that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we need to scale that back just a little bit. But the second thing I really do is let the emotions process Mm -hmm. and then talk about if they have kids. This is one approach that really is helpful. And most parents do recognize and resonate with it is to say at the end of this, you two are going to be co-parents for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. not just till they're 18, for the rest of your life. Do you want to approach this co-parenting relationship in a way that's going to be healthy? Or do you want to approach it where you can't even talk to each other or look at each other at the kids' event? Mm. Right? What's better for your children? Right. Right? Let's face it that way. And then when we're talking about assets and debts, the truth of the matter is, I say, okay, we can continue... And Don't get me wrong. There are some fights that have to be fought, Mm -hmm. right? They absolutely hands down have to be fought. And we're all uh, able to do that. That being said, if it's, we're just arguing about money, I look at them a lot of time and say, do you want to stop paying me and just split the rest? Mm. Because that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. I, uh, some people, I guess that's penny wise and pound foolish. It is. Yeah. And I will tell you, in there are firms out there that'll say 50% of their cases are litigation cases. That means they're going to court to mm-hmm. have a resolution. Um, I think it's wrong. Mm. I think those attorneys are chasing those cases to court and pushing buttons so that those people will want to go to court. About 80% of cases should and do settle without having to have a judge tell you what to do. Wow. Um, and that's pretty damning for those firms that say they've got 50% of their cases that are litigated. Yeah. Wow. Um, so talk about how you deal with the, um, attorney on the other side that wants to blow it up. Um, because that's, that's probably the part of what you do that maybe the client really doesn't. Uh, think about or doesn't see until they get right in the middle of it, right? That is. So I was at the Family Law Institute, it's a conference that we have every year, and I was listening to this attorney speak, and he said this, and I do want to kind of give him credit, although I can't remember his name right now, mm-hmm. but it is very much what I do, is when we get these, I call them 30-page emails, right, in which are absolute nonsense, half of it, Just responding back and saying, I disagree with what you have said, but do not take my non-response as an agreement. That way, I'm not spending hours responding to nonsense from the other side. I've just told them, no, we're not dealing with that, Mm -hmm. right? And then the other thing is to simply tell them, put it in writing, right? 
because it's great to be able to say, Your Honor, let me show you what we've had to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the other side. And like you said, they do get a reputation, mm-hmm. right? If, if certain people are known for being difficult. Well, and I, I think, yeah, I get that. And another maybe misconception or misunderstanding that clients have is that you have an incentive to run up hours. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, so we do work hourly, right? Mm-hmm. We work on timers. Yeah. You know, I work on a case. I hit the button. I stop. I stop the button. Mm-hmm. There are the Georgia Bar Association allows for people to actually charge more than that. And I think that's a big difference that I do want to kind of explain. Please. Um, they allow for you to charge as if you drafted each and every document from scratch. And that could be thousands of dollars of difference, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because in 19 years of practice, I've never drafted a document from scratch. It simply doesn't happen. We Mm -hmm. have forms, we have go-bys, we have things that have already been created Mm -hmm. previously. So, yes, I do think that, and rightly so, I think there are people out there who are incentivized, you know, to run up hours. What we do here at our firm so that it's not, sure, we have hourly requirements for our attorneys, but we review, I personally review bills when they go out, and I look and make sure that, first of all, I don't hire attorneys that would do that, but I look and make sure, was that, do I think that was fair for the Mm. client, right? Do I think it's fair that this was the amount of time that had to be spent, and, you know, a lot of times it is expensive to get a divorce. I'm not going to lie to you. We're not the cheapest out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think that looking at it realistically and saying, we're going to be fair with you is what people should do, you know, on, on billing practices. Um, we don't hire people that are incentivized to make up billings. Mm-hmm. And if I ever found anybody at my firm who was doing that, they wouldn't be there. Yeah. Well, and I guess, you know, again, this is a client misconception. Some clients have this yeah. misconception, right? And and don't maybe understand that um, there, there's marginal value that you get <laughs> from that, um, that you're better off having a happy client and getting on to the next case than continuing to, to fight a a Don Quixote type war. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, not going to the mattresses every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, the, the misconception I think is, do you charge for an email? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Cause we sat there and had to give you legal advice in that, you know, email. Sure. Um, do you charge for talking to me on the phone? Absolutely. We do. Mm-hmm. You know, our product is our advice and our advocacy. Right. Right. Good words from Shauna Woods, folks. Managing partner at the Atlanta Divorce Law Group. Um, Shauna, as we kind of bring it to a close, I know you're you're in the confidentiality business. You can't talk about names. Don't expect you to, but I'd love it. Maybe if you'd share a success story that you're particularly proud of. Absolutely. I 
and he wouldn't mind if I named his name. Uh, <laughs> it, it does harken back. There's a couple of different custody cases mm-hmm. that I have been particularly proud of. And one was back in 2009. It was a different father. I've done a lot of father rights cases in my particular career. And this was a very young child, um, four-year-old. And mom had been a stay-at-home mom. And my client wanted custody. Now, just because you want custody doesn't mean I'm always going to advocate for it. Tell me more, Mm -hmm. right? Tell Tell me why you think it's in this child's best interest. And it turned out mom had a pretty bad alcohol problem. Mm. And it was a two-year case where we had to slowly build the evidence to show that um, that mom really, you know, did have this problem and successfully gained, you know, my, my client custody after that two years. And I've recently been back in contact with this individual and his daughter's about to graduate high school mm. and is very doing very very well very successful and he is really is the better primary parent and unfortunately with this particular case the mom passed away from her alcohol abuse oh dear and looking back on it it's one of those things if that we hadn't had that perseverance if we hadn't and it was very hard to show you know, because she hit it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, if we hadn't done that together, I would be very concerned about that child alone, you know, in her care, mm-hmm. given all that. So those are the success stories. When I can look and say, I helped make a difference in a child's life, that they got placed in the place that they needed to be. Shauna Woods, folks, managing partner with the Atlanta Divorce Law Group. Uh, Shauna, this has been great. And I can't imagine that there aren't some folks that want to be in touch. And uh, so let's give them directions on how they can do that. Absolutely. I think the best place would be to go to our website, the com. You can also give us a call at 678-203-9893. We're happy to talk to you about your happily ever after divorce. Shauna Woods, folks, with the Atlanta Divorce Law Group. Shauna, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you, John. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder. If you are looking for a better and unique way to do a team building activity, one that doesn't involve broken ankles and, uh, uh, you know, busted up shins and what have you, uh, here's an idea. ANS Culinary Concepts. They, they've got an award-winning culinary studio. They do corporate catering and Big Green Egg Boot Camps, those are terrific, by the way. Um, but they do corporate team building. So imagine your team standing around a stainless steel table, seasoning meat and cutting up vegetables, and then cooking together and eating the results. It's a lot of fun, I can tell you. Call Andrew Traub. He's the chief uh, chef over there, the owner of the business, 678-336-9196, and tell him we sent you. And uh, if you want to go on their website, go to asculinaryconcepts.com. I think you'll be glad you did. And folks, just a quick reminder, North Fulton Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. We would love it if you would subscribe to the show and share it as you see fit with those that you think would benefit from hearing about the services, the products of some of the great entrepreneurs and business leaders we've had on this show like Shauna, um, 
we, we exist at Business Radio X to celebrate business and business leaders. And if you could help us help them, we would appreciate that. So for my guest, Shauna Woods, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.